We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 97 of Marriage Therapy Radio. This is Zach. I'm here with Laura, who is back from her travels. Uh, Today on the episode, we're talking a little bit about one of my favorite things to do and to be. We're talking about the art of asking questions and of being curious. Um, I really feel fortunate to be able to ask questions for a living. I love teaching my clients about it. I love teaching my kids about it. I like trying to find new questions at home. I'm always interested when people say, oh, that's a good question. Like, what do they mean? And we talk about all of that today. Um, And just in terms of helping you gain uh, more leverage in your relationship through curiosity. We also have a brand new product for you that I'm excited to share. And I've got a discount code for you, which is at the end of the episode, but it's related to this dad joke, which is maybe the oldest, dumbest dad joke on the planet, but it's this one. Why is six afraid of seven? Um, If you don't know the answer and you want to, or if you just want a discount on our um, new product, listen through the end of the episode, we'll give you a code. And, and you'll get the answer and uh, some savings. Um, but for now, just enjoy the episode. As always, it's a cool conversation. Stick around. Good morning. Good morning. You look fresh. I look fresh. I took a shower. I took a shower before my workout. That's okay. You got to show up looking fly for your workout. Rebecca was like, aren't you working out? I was like, yes, but I'm also cold. So I wanted to take a hot shower. Mm, I I am sometimes a two-a-day shower. Okay, I'll be honest. I will bathe at the wrong times. So I will sit all day long in my sweaty, I call it marinating. I'm marinating right now, actually. I worked out. Now I'm going to marinate in my workout clothes and my sweat. And then at the end of the day, before I get into bed, that's when I'll take my shower. So my my sheets are the cleanest thing in the house. And then everything else is disgusting. Yeah. Well, that's, TMI. That, that works. TMI. Yeah. Tell me about Ninja. Are you getting better? I am getting better. In fact, I went last week and there was two newbies there, two guys who were there for the first time. And I was like able to help them. Not a lot, but I'm, I am getting better. Are you um, ever going to take video? Just a little bit of video. Just well, for it's me. Hard. I mean, I don't know how to do it, right? I'm, I'm sitting there punching people. I'm not going to have my phone in my hand while I'm like, Oh, believe me, you swing, just, you just find a millennial, man. go find a millennial and they'll, they'll tell you how to do it. It's, it's perfectly, they have these things where you can put your phone and it, um, has suction cups to a mirror so that you can take selfies at the gym. I know this because I have a lot of gym friends. Do you consider yourself a millennial? I do. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you know who Eliza Schlesinger is? No. She's a, she's a, she's a comedian. Um, and is she's she a blonde. The, yeah, the I, I showed her to you once. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has this, she, her latest special is called elder millennial because she's like on the, <laughs> like the oldest millennial there is. That's you know? me. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. I can say that I'm above millennials, but let's be honest. I really am a millennial at heart, at heart, at, at heart. Um, well, what's going on with you? You have something really exciting, which I'm really like stoked about now on the website, marriage therapy radio, you can sign up to be informed about your new journal that's coming out. You can, I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, actually you can't, you can't, you can't. Um, 
that I do, but I do have a website called marriagetherapyjournal.com, which is the beginning, oh. beginning of me like um, collecting it to see how much interest there is and whether or not I can um, get people excited about it. So if you're excited about this project that I have, um, you know, here's something I learned too. Mm. I don't know if you experienced this with, with, uh, with your Epic Wives experiment, but I'm about 80% done, which I've been saying for a while. Yes, because, you have. Because like 80% is pretty easy. The last 20% is really hard, you yeah. know? So, yeah. um, um, and it takes, and I, and I have a little bit of a team that I'm putting together. So I've got, um, content from other people and it's hard to hold them accountable to something that isn't their own project. So it's, yeah. it's a little bit of a, the home stretches have been a little bit more challenging than I hoped, but, um, but I'm What's excited about deadline? it. I've got, well, it was going to be, uh, February 1st cause mm-hmm. February is the new January. Totes. Um, <laughs> and then it was going to be like February, like second week because of Valentine's day. And I could tie it up to that, but I just don't know when it's going to be done because now that, um, like all my content's done, but I'm waiting for other people and it's into my editor designer and she's doing a fantastic job, but she's also like eight months pregnant or eight and a half months pregnant or something. So, yeah. so, so it's just well, life. So there's, life. A, there's a natural deadline right there. Is that that this, for her, for her, for sure. Yeah. 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 So, wow. Well, I love that you said February is the new January because I couldn't disagree more. Um, I do mm-hmm. believe that December is the new January. There is this whole mindset and this movement that a lot of people kind of give themselves. They keep saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to eat healthier in January. I'm going to finally start going to bed at 10 o'clock and I'm going to put my phone down at eight o'clock and I'm going to do this in January. And there's this movement now that you have to nip it in the bud. Otherwise mm-hmm. you just sort of steamroll and you give yourself permission to steamroll yourself into January and you end up being like the Michelin man by January. So December is the new January in my household. Okay. Well, which I have been to the gym, I think maybe five times this week and it feels incredible. And all I have to do is get to the gym. My expectations are really low. If I like yesterday, I ran one mile and I did some abs, but I was probably there for 20 minutes and I didn't break a sweat, but I went. And that is a good thing. Something I've learned is that I never regret being at the gym or being at the pool. Yeah. I I hate going to the gym or going to the pool. Like, yeah. Um, particularly because for me, the pool is at 6.30 a.m. And I'm just like, ah, so the work between 6 and like 6.20 is yep. way harder than the work of actually swimming for an hour or swimming 2,500 yards, you know, like. Totally. So I have this, um, I mean, just goal setting. Now we can talk about some, I, I don't know. I think, about that, yeah. yeah, I mean, we have this friendly banter, which I think it's honestly very split. I was reading some of the reviews on iTunes and some people love the banter uh-huh. um, and some people absolutely hate it. And I would just say, hey, if you hate it, just skip forward. You know, we're going to get yeah. to some actual content by mi- like minute 10. But Mm -hmm. this is actual content because I've talked about this before, this whole idea of a push goal. So if you have a goal to get to the gym or if you have the goal to go grocery shopping or grocery shopping, come on. That's my goal. My goal is to go grocery shopping. (laughs) Go to the pool. Then the push goal would be, well, what's making it difficult for me to get there? And if I was to create a goal and accomplish that goal, how could I knock down all the others? So it might just be um, that you're cold like first thing in the morning. And so you might end up like going to bed in your gym clothes and then with sweatpants on top of that. So Mm. that when you get out of bed, you're already warm, already in your clothes. You don't have to, you know, change out of them. And that might just help you to get to your next goal. Believe it or not, I found it's kind of uncomfortable to sleep in a Speedo. 
huh, do you wear a Speedo, Zach? I've just decided now we really need video of you working out. No, they're called jammers. So they're, um, they're like, um, they're shorts that go down my legs, but they're skin tight for sure. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I still I mean, want to video. They go down. They go down half, like halfway to my knees, but they're but they're tight. Yeah. Do they make you feel like um, a can of uh, what am I no. thinking of? No. <laughs> they, they don't. Because no. for for women, when when we wear like spanks or something like that, it basically sucks all of that area in, makes you feel really good, and it smooths it all out. But then it basically like pushes all of your fat toward your knee and then like your gut kind of hangs over. If I, if I was wearing these pants, that's exactly what I'm imagining. I would look like a can of busted biscuits. Well, I mean, I don't look like Michael Phelps. That's for sure. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, you're better looking than Michael Phelps. I want to, I want to teach you a game that's based on our topic today. Okay, let's do it. Um, we play this at our dinner table. It's called questions. Have you ever played it? Uh, no. Oh, we're playing it already. No. That was the question. No, 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 no. The rules are that, um, it's just like a, it's either a game that you play with your kids at the dinner table, or it's like a drinking game of some sort. But basically okay. I ask a question and then you have to ask a question. And then I ask a question, then you have to ask a question. And if you either, if you don't ask a question or you pause too long, then you lose, right? You're out. So it can only, you can only respond in the form of a question. This is right. like Jeopardy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to play? I don't know. Would you like to start us off? Well, that's one nothing because I asked you a question and you didn't you didn't ask me a question. Oh, I you kind of did. But you said I don't know. I don't know doesn't count. That's cheating. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, comma. But you're smarter. Like, you're smart. You're ahead of the game anyway. That's, I am. That's clever. Yeah, thank um, you. In my shower this morning, I was thinking of ways I was going to trip you up and score like four points before the game even started. Okay. Well, but now, you know what? Now I'm abandoning that strategy. My goal is that most people think about me while they're in the shower. So I'm glad that it's already affected you. I watched um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night. Have you seen this movie yet? Not at all. I Um, have a new Netflix series, though, that I went through in about a day. I really dug it. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to, but the last, I don't know, half an hour sort of makes the whole movie. And it's really cool. What's your Netflix show? You. Ooh, yeah, I can't do it. How could you not do it? You you have been I you got me sucked into these murder mysteries. So I'm listening audio version of um, what is the book that you recommended? It's about the Mr. husband Peanut. and wife. No, nope, hu- nope. husband and wife who go out. My lovely wife. So, oh, yeah, that book. Uh, you didn't like it. I found it forgettable. See, I couldn't even remember the title. Oh, so you recommended it to me. But my lovely yeah, wife. Yeah, like a year ago. Murder mystery. It takes you're me a while. You're buddy. still listening to it. No, I just have a long, long list. It's actually, I've been listening to it for so long that scribe my, it's kind of like audible.com, but cheaper. I want, I want to respect (laughs) And we're at 10 minutes. Now we'll talk about. (laughs) (laughs) All the people who hate our banter. Now you, um, you can be done listening to it. Yeah. We told Um, you to scroll to 10 minutes. I, this has been on my mind for a while. So yes, the questions game was a tee up because I'm really Mm -hmm. thinking about, um, a, how much fun it is for me and you, I guess, to have the job that we have where we get to ask questions for a living. Totally. But, um, I found myself ambivalent about when people say that's a really good question because then I go, is it, was it really a really good question? Or is that just the thing that you, that you say when you, when you hear a question that strikes you in a particular kind of way. But I do want to begin to, uh, 
explore like what is a good question and particularly how do you, how do you as a couple cultivate good questions um, in ways that allow you to get to know each other better and also that open up your kind of your your heart your mind your soul um, at the dinner table because it's not going to mm-hmm. be like last night I'm watching this movie and Brad Pitt takes his shirt off and I'm like Alexa how old is Brad Pitt and she tells me that's not the question that's going to open my heart, my mind, and my soul, although it is going to motivate me to get back into the gym because oh, the yeah. dude is 56. Oh. Hold on. Do you hear this? Would you also like to know the net worth of Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. For our listeners, if you want to know what just happened, um, I don't know how she heard it because you're in my headphones. Mm, she's listening uh, to That you. is so creepy. So here we're talking about Brad Pitt and you happen to say something about the A A L E X A. Yeah. Cuz we won't say her name because she's listening in my room. We're in two separate states and she just answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, she's a good yeah. listener. Like if only every wife was like Alexa who like listened and like responded from states away. That would be amazing. I'm a little creeped out by that. I'm not, <laughs> not even going to joke. Okay. So it's about opening your heart. So I've had the same, same response where I will ask questions all, all day long, all day long. And then I'll have somebody say, wow, that's actually a really good question. First, I think it's a little offensive when they say that's actually yeah, a, yeah. Really, a really good question. Um, And, but it is, it does kind of make me wonder what makes for a good question. Is it that you have never thought about it yourself or you can't just, I think oftentimes when we get asked a question, um, we have that knee jerk reaction, like what you were talking about. If you're sitting around the dinner table and you pause too long before responding, you're out or you lose in some way. And I think a good question is a question where you go to respond and you're like, wait a second, Mm -hmm. I don't. I have to think about this. Like, I don't think I know the answer. If I, if I respond, that's not going to be accurate. It's something that actually makes you think, and maybe you haven't thought about it before, or it makes you think in a different way. It pushes, pushes you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. I think it has to, I think, a, I think a really good question makes your brain do something that it's not pre-programmed to do. You know, mm. like um, I had clients in my office yesterday and they, I think I'm their fifth therapist in about six years. Wow. And, um, so here's what I know. I know that four of them have not been effective. Um, for some reason they didn't go back to these four people. Maybe they moved geographically or something, which ended up being the case for one of them, but in most, most cases. So I just said, all right, cool. I'm, I'm happy to be your fifth therapist, but why am I going to be different? Like what did, what are, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? What am I going to do that these other people didn't do? Or what did they do that you're afraid I'm going to do? And Good. it's almost like they had never even pondered that question. Um, it, you know, and so what it led us to was this conversation about what they are willing to do, right? Because yeah. they didn't, they hire, people hire us and they want us to fix it. But I kind of constantly come back to, no, it's going to be actually you that fixes it. You know, you're going to be Mm -hmm. the one who, and I think a a key component in that has got to be a bias toward curiosity. It's got to be a bias toward, I'm interested in creating or learning something new about you that I haven't already pre-programmed in my brain. Mm. You know, like, um, Mm. I, I already know my, why my wife does this. So I'm, I'm no longer curious. I'm no longer interested. I'm no longer giving her the benefit of the doubt. I'm just. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. 
the rage of the earth, we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Just going along as usual until somehow I become more curious or she asks me a question or I learn to ask her a question that opens up a new area of discovery. So Yeah, yeah. I was listening to a podcast. I've been taking in some interesting... I have some of my old favorites, but, you know, probably like a lot of people, you binge listen and then you're kind of like waiting every week for a new podcast. Mm. And and my routine is to listen to a podcast during, I would call it like my self-development time uh, while I'm at the gym or getting ready in the morning. This is all backstory that you don't need to know. But one of the things that I enjoyed was this idea that... Um, I don't know how you feel about this, but I find that couples feel like their partner should know. Like, well, my partner should know that I want him to throw me a birthday party. My partner should know that I like to like the, their preferences, if you will. Um, and they get to this place where they're, they're thinking I shouldn't have to ask. I shouldn't have to, um, you know, give my partner this information. And then that one infuriates me. Well, and it, and it invites for me as a therapist, this question, which is, why shouldn't they have to ask? Like, what, where is that? Where's that coming from? What is that question? Like, what is that assumption based on that they shouldn't have mm-hmm. to ask? Because now they have to go, well, well, because I told them in 1986. <laughs> and I'm like, no, because they're not the same person they were in 1986, you know? And, and neither, yeah, neither are you. Rebecca and I right now are kind of in the middle of, um, I think reorienting is probably the right word, just sort of kind of understanding that our kids are, are more adult and they need less of us. And so we're kind of having to turn toward each other a little bit more mm-hmm. and we have to doing it in new ways, which means that we have to get curious. We have to ask questions. And one thing that I've really, really noticed is um, how you ask matters, mm-hmm. not just that you ask. Um, and yep. it's so easy, particularly if you're caught up in your old story to hear a question asked and to make assumptions about the agenda that's behind it. Um, and so we've almost had to go, I'm, I'm asking this question because I literally don't know the answer and I'm trying to get uh, direction about what you want me to do next versus did you want me to fix the dishwasher? Did you want me to go to the grocery store? Did you want me to, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You crazy person, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah. um, I've, I've I, noticed that I, sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to cut you off, but I did. Um, I had this happen with a couple sweet. the other day <laughs> and it was just such a, it was such an open question, but the way that it was perceived by the listener, they took it as an attack. And mm-hmm. I, I was sitting there, I'm like, I don't think that was an attack, but you know what? doesn't matter what I think. I'm not married to you. I'm not the one you're asking the question of. Um, and so they have, they really had to figure out like, how do I ask a question so that my partner feels like I'm being curious and instead not being criticizing or not attacking in any sort of way? One thing I've been co- coaching my clients to do is um, when we start talking about this and we start going into how are they going to put this into practice at home? Yeah. Because I'm a, I mean, I don't, don't, this is not, this is me just being good at my job. I'm a really good question asker in my office. Like I just... Mm-hmm. I'm just good at it. I've, I've got lots of practice. I've got lots of, you know, sort of preloaded questions, whatever. And so they experience my curiosity in a way that they cannot experience from one another. Um, mm. They give me, they give me a certain degree of leverage because 
because I'm a professional and I'm being hired. So that's not me bragging. That's just me talking about the difference between when they, when somebody tries to go home and do what I do yeah. um, and it's not successful. One of the things I've been saying is you got to be really, really explicit. You have to mm-hmm. say, I need to ask you a question. I'm not sure how it's going to come out. I don't want to upset you. This is not an attack, but I don't know the, I need this information that I don't have, whether it's about your heart, your soul, your mind, the dishwasher, mm-hmm. the grocery store. I think there's something about being explicit that really does, um, really does change the, change the nature of the game, which is why I think, um, these things like the love, the love maps decks, card decks, or the chat packs, or the, you know, the, even the question game that you play at the dinner table, Mm -hmm. um, it, it creates a certain kind of intention and explicitness that relieves some of the relational, yeah, you know what you're doing Gravity. in the moment, right? Yeah. Like it's it's obvious. I have I have a card deck in front of me. I'm going to read this this card and you are then going to answer it. And what we're doing is we're having a conversation. But when it comes out of the blue, I hear what you're saying. Um, but at the same time, I'm wondering why it is that people are needing to be so explicit. I, I almost feel like if my husband came to me with just an open-ended question out of the blue, we're sitting at dinner and he just says, Hey babe, you know, what do you envision your life to be like in the next five or 10 years? Um, I would hear that. And I would be like, Wow, thank you so much for asking. I would love to explain what's going on inside my head and, and my thoughts. Um, I don't see myself getting defensive. I'm wondering Okay, two things about that. I don't want to cut you off, but I do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, um, Touche. No, no, two things about that. One thing is he is being explicit when he says, hey, babe, because he's setting the table. He's setting the table for what the conversation, the tone of the conversation, which is I'm talking to my babe. Okay. The second one is because of who you guys are, and that's that's unlike a lot of the clients that we see in our office, your relationship has positive sentiment built in, in ways that you guys are constantly cultivating folks that are in our office. They don't necessarily have that going on. They usually have some built in defensiveness or some Mm -hmm. built in uh, expectation of criticism or contempt that prevents them from being able to, to go to, Hey babe, I mean, what time are you working out today can be an incredibly offensive question to a couple that is a negative sentiment override, you know, Um, versus, Hey babe, what time are you working out today? Because uh, which one of us is going to pick up the kit? You know, that's really, Mm -hmm. that's baked in. And so we've talked a lot about kind of putting positive sentiment back in as a strategy. Yeah. But that's, um, but when it's not there, you have to, you have to own and acknowledge that that is part of of the equation, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, We're not very good at this. We're not very good at curiosity. So let's try on our curiosity hats for like 30 minutes. Could we do that? <laughs> you sound like a preschool teacher. Well, I okay, know. Everybody put on your curiosity hats. Here's my favorite, though. People talk about um, I had this was one of my finer moments uh, of wordplay in my office, which is some lady said that sounds so remedial. And I was like, yeah, but you know what the root of remedial is? Remedy. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> <sighs> Did she sit for a moment? She was like, that's why I'm paying you the big bucks. Totally. Yeah. She was like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Mind blown. Um, no, I think that that is just, I don't know. I get really excited when I ask a, when I ask a cool question or when I see a question is landed for people. And I do mm-hmm. just want them to have that experience at their house because um, being, being discovered or being known is mm-hmm. really, really powerful um, for, for couples, particularly when they're, um, 
when they're when they're operating on a certain degree of certainty or assumption. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of a lot of different things of like, why would this be important? Right. Like one, it it makes you feel closer, more connected. You're having a, a more intentional deeper conversation with your partner when you're taking, gosh, here's the thing. The time that we have with our partners is, is so few and far between. And it's mostly in passing. It's mostly while the two of you are shuffling around in the morning, trying to get, you know, breakfast made, lunches made, kids out the door. Maybe you're shuffling around trying to get ready in the morning. And it's very, it's not very often that we're actually intentional about the time that we spend conversing with each other. And it would be really cool to spend 10 minutes while you're sitting at the dinner table and saying, rather than just catching up on what was going on in our day, because you could probably, and I don't know, I think, I think we know what happens in our partner's day oftentimes. Um, Cause it sort of is on repeat. First I drove to work, then I had a meeting, blah, blah, blah. But what if, you set a goal to ask one open-ended question or just have a conversation in a different way. Be curious in a different way. Find out. I think I mentioned this a long time ago. Um, We were digging deep into curiosity in my household. And I had just said, babe, what is one thing? Apparently I say babe to my husband a lot. Babe, what's one thing uh, that you don't think I know about you? And that one I think is a really solid question because... Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of things. I could ask that question every day for a year Mm -hmm. and he could share with me a new detail. And depending on how vulnerable he wants to get is sort of what he decides to share. And it might be, well, you don't know that I have indigestion right now. Or it could be you don't know that I, you know, was, uh, you know, abused as a kid or something like that. There's so many degrees of what you could share. But I think that that's a really fun one. And it could just be habit that you pick up of just being curious on purpose. I love that you kind of go to sort of what if you asked one question a day, like you're, you're really kind of a measurable targeted sort of person. I tend Mm. to be more global, I think. And if February is the new January, and if this podcast (laughs) comes out, like, I don't know, two weeks before February 1st, what if you decided to dedicate 2020 to just becoming more curious, becoming more like really cultivating curiosity versus Mm -hmm certainty, especially with your partner. Mm. Um, and I don't mind telling something right now, which is that, um, a couple of years ago, we wrote a booklet called, um, 20 questions for deeper connection with your partner or something like that. I forget what it's called, <laughs> but, but basically it was like 20 of kind of the best questions we could think of to kind of generate conversation around the dinner table, um, or conversation around the, um, you know, just around like a new, date, a new culture. Nights. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, we haven't had that available for a couple, for a while, but we're going to make it available on marriagetherapyradio.com. You can buy it right now. Um, it's an easy download that you can grab, you know, and just have either on your phone or on your kitchen table for times when dinner rolls around. And there's some of my favorite questions that I use both in therapy and at my house. So totally, um, it's the best of the best because there's, there's infinite amounts of questions. I mean, you can go onto Google and just Google them, but these are the questions that, I think we, we have been testing out and it's the questions where people go, Oh, Mm -hmm. that's actually, that's actually a really good question. I'm like, thank you. I will put that in the booklet. Thank you for the feedback. Yeah. And Mm. maybe, Oh, maybe if we, maybe if there's enough interest, we can have 20 more questions. We could write another one. Um, 20, you know what that just reminded me of is, um, like the 50, 50 shades and then 50 shades darker and then 50 shades. Yeah. So we'll go 20. 
I didn't read, but I watch them when I'm on business trips alone. <laughs> that that is TMI for sure. Oh uh, um, no, I was literally at the um like the the Delta Lounge. I had no shame at all. I was thinking I'm flying back from a business trip. I'm here at the airport. I'm enjoying a glass of wine, and I'm going to watch Fifty Shades Darker on my laptop. That's and funny. everybody's going to see what this poor lonely traveler is watching. We had um, a similar. By the not, way, not a similar experience, but yes. By the way, hold on. Um, we had a, a gal house sit at our house um, one time when we were gone for like 10 days and we came back and all of the previously watched, like loaded up on the computer was <laughs> I mean, on our television was all the 50 shades movies. And I was like, wow, <laughs> she went for it. <laughs> we're we're going to go ahead and steam clean the couch now. <laughs> yeah. oh, By the um, way, what? I don't even remember. I can't remember what. It, oh, by the way, you outed me. You said Laura's not here. This was the last episode that came out when you interviewed your your girls. And you said, I think the last thing Laura's doing is she's uh, she's at a bar drinking wine somewhere in like Minnesota. I was eating dinner, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Just, just Let me just, that. I'll just pull up the text. The one that says <laughs> I'm sipping wine at a hotel bar in wherever you were. So yeah, I'm sure you also had food. Hey, how baller was that pod- podcast? I was, I, I mean, I sent you many text messages telling you over and over how incredible I thought you were. And that's they very, very rare for me to say to no, you. Not me, them. They, they were funny. Mary's like, shut up, Abby. Let me talk. <laughs> I know. I like that you described it too, because I got the visual. I was listening to it while I was at the gym and I got the visual of the three of you in your separate rooms. And I'm imagining yeah. all of you. I know your house, what it looks like. I'm imagining your, your girls in their room. Cause this was a snow day for you, right? Yeah. yeah totally. You've been dealing. That is so smart as a dad. You're like, you know what we're going to do? Laura's unavailable to me. I'm stuck at home with teenage girls. With you are going to work for me. Yeah. For free. Um, <laughs> Cool. So I got to go. My ninja class starts in like 15 minutes. Um, can't can't wait can, to see the video. I'll see if I can take some video. Um, and video of you and your swimmers too. That is going to probably have to take a month or so. Okay. Month or two. <laughs> Working on it. Maybe close when the sun comes out. When I'm closer to Michael Phelps' nest. No, we're going to Cabo on February the 14th, 15th, 15th. So I'm working on my, my Cabo my Cabo body. I think we're going to Hawaii. We sort of decided on off the, uh, just on a whim that we needed to get out. It's okay, just that's snowing. fascinating, but I gotta go. All right. Hugs and kisses. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio, guys. We are so excited to share our 20 questions with you. And as a faithful listener to the podcast, we're going to give you a discount. So Zach opened the show with one of the most obvious dad jokes ever. And if you want the answer to that, or maybe you just want a discount, all you have to do is enter the promo code DADJOKE. It's all one word, all lowercase, on our checkout page when you purchase the 20 questions. You can find this all under the products tab at our website, Marriage Therapy Radio. Just remember your promo code is dad jokes. Thanks so much for all of your time and attention you're putting toward making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.